It's Podcast Unlocked, episode number, not 589, nope, as I have incorrectly written here. <laughs> That'd be we a, lot a, of, a lot of podcasts. <laughs> We've got a long way to go. How about 59? Close, yeah. Would sure. be correct. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, executive editor on the IGN Xbox channel, joined as always by my left hand, my partner in crime. You're not allowed to be my right hand, because I'm right hand and I okay, need that hand. You need that. But you could be my left hand. Mitch Dyer. I accept that. My IGN Xbox. Hi. And also... Being graced by the the wonderful presence of Damon, I'm as metal as James Hatfield. What's up, Damon? Uh-huh. Can I be your left foot? I was maybe? wondering. Yeah, what part is Damon? Uh, Chest hair, maybe. That's mm. a little yeah. personal. But, <laughs> a little uh, close. <laughs> Don't know each other that well yet. <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can work up to that. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, I don't know, earlobe? Is that? I don't like the idea of no, that. Your gross. logo doesn't sound You very... could pierce that, so we don't want yeah, that. That's true. Uh, it's a work in progress. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find an appropriate body part for uh, for Damon. So it is June 12th, 2012. We have returned from E3. If you're wondering where the hell we were, it's because we destroyed ourselves all during E3 in a in a totally fun way, I, I'd like to add. it. Before anybody's like, you got to go to E3. Don't complain. Don't whine. Oh, yeah. it, it no, was we're not fun. complaining at all. It was fun, but we, uh, our, our superiors, our bosses were kind enough to give us both Friday and Monday as recovery days. So uh, we're back here fresh and alive on Tuesday, although I, a few people seem to have contracted the E3 death plague. Yeah, were, some people have, uh, they're just more prone to sickness than others. <laughs> some people, like, they're well, weak. they'll always they're not, get sick. They'll always get sick. And then I, I never get sick. I didn't. Eat, I was fine. They're not eating their Wheaties, apparently. But, um, yeah, E3 has come and gone. Another one. My ninth. Mitch is, what, fourth, did yes, you sir. say? Uh, Damon, how many of you? That was my ninth as Your well. Your ninth as well, yeah. yeah. So been around Twins. the block a few times. Uh, what did we do? Well, before we get into E3 itself, because that's obviously going to be the bulk of our conversation today, we saw uh, Prometheus. We all got together as a group last night. First, we we dined mobster style in the basement of Buca de Beppo in downtown San Francisco. <laughs> it is, Buca is pretty gangsta. It, it really was. And what I what everyone couldn't help but notice is we had sort of a little area, a little nook to ourselves for our large group, and then across the way. There was a creepy Pope room yep. decorated yeah. with uh, all kinds of Pope things on a, the wall, so including... It was the most haunting shrine ever. Yeah. What, what was that on the table? I don't know. Guys? There, I think not, it might have been the actual Pope's head. Yeah, there was, a, a, there was an actual... Box. Yeah, there was a head in a box of the Pope. Yeah. And it's possible that... It may be maybe like Prometheus. If you'd have poked it with some electro stimulation, it you might have come back to life <laughs> and then exploded. Spoiler, oh, sorry, spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, was this your first time at Buka then? No, I've been okay. to it's. You know, that, that place is a chain. Yes, I've been to uh, the one of them in Arizona, but not in years. So <laughs> yeah, I knew going time. in that it, that that it was the family style experience where it would just be like troughs of yeah, food exactly brought out, and I, I think we probably collectively consumed around. I'm going to say 26 and a half pounds of pasta. That's where humans go. Highlight of the menu was the chicky chicky parm parm. Oh yes. my God. So good. It was just platter after platter of just dead chickens breaded and cheesed and sauced for our our consumption. That yes. is where humans go to behave like farm animals and just like, <laughs> ah, just get it in me. Ah, just no well, shame at all. The, the kicker, if for anybody that's contemplating now, if, if we're making you hungry and you want to go out to... 
go on go out to eat the dessert was was really what put it over the top because first everybody gets a sli- a reasonably sized slice of cheesecake like yes. it was it was not a tiny piece it was not a mammoth cheesecake factory type piece it was a good slice slice of cheesecake but then dessert course number 2 literal bowls giant like twice as the size yeah. of of cereal bowls yeah they were like salad bowls yes of uh Tiramisu. Of tiramisu, yeah. yeah. The, the, with, complete with giant spoons. So good. The tiramisu was better than the cheesecake, I thought. Oh, yeah. That cheesecake was no good. No. Needs yeah. gram. What is cheesecake without gram? It's just a brick of yeah. That's cream true. cheese. That is true. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. You can take the fruit, you know, the fruity part off the no, top gotta and, have it. and just got to get the gram in there. Food unlocked. Crack. Big fan of this podcast. <laughs> man, can we just talk about food all day? Wait, that's another show, oh, man. maybe. But, um, yeah, we're here to do some video game chat. But yeah, Prometheus, real quick. What it seemed to be mixed verdicts, and, yeah. and it seems I think, like I thought Mitch was the only one who really liked it. I think Anthony, Anthony, and I both enjoyed it. And it seemed like the longer it went since we since we've come out of the theater and now into the office the next day, the the, the less everyone mm. likes yeah. it. Like it seems to it does, it does not seem to be aging well for everyone. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a lot of problems with it. And then the more that you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, what that does? What? It's like it, <laughs> I made the analogy sense. last night. It's like it's the heavy rain of film because you oh, look no. back and you're like. Wait, hang on. What about and that? What about that one time? Hey, why did? Huh? And it's just nothing but questions, and not like yeah. mysteries that leave you like, "Ooh, I'm I'm in suspense." And I wonder. It's like, no. Why did that character behave like an idiot? Yeah, I am wondering why in the year 2089 on a on a trillion dollar mission to deep space, why they sent the dumbest group of scientists mm-hmm. who've ever probably gotten a degree from a from a four year university. Yeah. It was strange, but I guess I was completely unmoved by the film. Like yeah. I, my needle did not move. I I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. I was just kind of like, all right. I mean, it was that was two hours, and it was fine. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. A day later, having let it settle, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like Ooh, it's okay. it's Metacritic score is like sixty three, and I feel like that's exactly what I would score it on the, the IGN scale, probably a six point oh. That know? sounds like about right. Yeah, it yeah. happened. I watched okay. it, and I, I wasn't bored, but I didn't love it. So yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful film. Oh my god, that's true. So pretty. I think it's actually really well directed. I think the problems with it are with the pacing and the and the script. Actually, or with Damon Lindelof. And, uh, yeah, well, exactly. Now, and exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing on IGN today that uh, th- apparently there's a there's a 20 minute longer director's cut that's going to be coming for Blu-ray. So sure. yeah. I can't imagine that's going to really fill in the gaps all that well when when there are sort of inherent logical flaws it's gonna be just 20 minutes of all the characters hitting their heads on stuff and it's like oh that's why banging their space helmets got it their jetsons space helmets onto things (laughs) but if yeah so if you're thinking about going to see prometheus we give it a big meh. (laughs) that's really hard Uh i was thinking like i'm still glad i saw it because it's, it's almost worth uh, you know, IGN uh, very graciously bought my ticket, but it's, yes. I think it's worth the the ticket price to be part of the conversation. You know, I agree. You can't talk about it with other people unless yeah. you go to see it. So I think it's worth that. And you know, I was sitting I was sitting next to uh, Ryan Clements and a, a couple other guys here, and and I know I observed. Tell me if you guys agree that you know we've all seen a bunch of movies in our lifetimes. I'm not sure I've ever seen. There were there was ever a collectively worse group of previews before a movie than there was. For I love Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. That was the lone highlight. That everything well, yeah, else yeah. was atrociously yeah. bad preview yes. wise, including starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't figure out what that. Movie <laughs> was. I don't including, know what that's about. Now I can't even remember the name. Maybe you guys can remember the name of it. But I don't know if I've ever been in a theater where there's an actual sort of high stakes drama 
It was this movie about a bike messenger in New oh, York. Oh, God. And that, I've, I've been seeing previews and for that for like six months. See, this is the first I feel time, like it's been done for years. This Gold was Park the first City. time I've seen it, yeah. uh, seen the preview. And literally, the theater was quite full. It was a big theater. We were in San Francisco. And it was a pretty <laughs> packed house. Oh, the Goldfarb has arrived. Oh, yes. Look at, he's, he's like, yes. he's the runner. Oh, I'm man. so excited. I've always wanted Gold this to happen to me Andrew on the Goldfarb podcast. Just delivering delivering lattes to the people. podcast oh, studio. That'll be all. We were just talking about you. Because we were. That bike messenger movie. Which yeah, you so, said started filming in like 09. You got no, to talk on the mic. We can't hear you. I guess it was like 2010. I'm in Central Park. Look out for me. Look for Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> in that film. So, but yeah, we were, I was just about to say that I'm not sure I've ever been in a theater where... Where did it leave off? I left off at, uh, I guess we'll just cut this part out later, right? Yeah. Sure. Are we recording? I don't know. Or we could leave it in. Yeah. A little Easter egg. A little technical yeah. difficulty. We're back <laughs> in real time. Anyway, um, I was saying, so the Bike Messenger movie, yeah. whose name I don't recall. Me either. It's meant to be a, a high-stakes drama. Got a huge theater full of people. And at the end of the preview, literally the entire theater burst out simultaneously into mocking laughter at this a, movie. Such a strange phenomenon. I did not expect that at all. I think it but, didn't. It, it was the guy uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, right? Yeah, was yeah. the the star of the movie, and it just seemed. I, dude, I know that movie studios are big on focus testing. Has this never happened before? Where the, <laughs> they've they've screened a trailer or some piece of the film, and and the the audience just mocks it laughingly. That's why I, I think it is a troubled film because I have been seeing previews for a long time, and I think it's been finished for a long time, and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, they probably should uh, just forget about it, but. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was hilarious that everyone everyone had the same reaction of me was ha ha that movie looks yep. dumb. <laughs> but Django Unchained looked awesome. That yes. did look fun. Didn't I read didn't Will Smith pass on I, that movie? I, I, yeah, I think yeah. uh yeah. Probably not a wise move for him. They're also on, on like their third lead cuz Kurt Russell bailed and somebody bailed before yeah. him. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Well, you mean are you talking about the Christoph Waltz character? Maybe? No, cuz I think he was always part of it. I think yeah. it was the the Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio maybe part? yeah could be him not sure so I think Django's the lead yeah maybe the guy with anyway. him I don't know yeah I like that Freudian by the way uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> sorry I didn't uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like Leonardo DiCaprio he's a good man anyway uh, let's do some news unlocked here we'll get to E3 in a minute because that's where we're going to spend most of our time on but first I want to get to some stories that were either buried last week or we might have just barely missed on our previous podcast episode before E3 and that's uh, we'll start with THQ, our favorite troubled publisher, unfortunately. Uh, more bad news for them. They have laid off a bunch of developers from their San Diego studio, which became a story during E3 because they did it on, I believe it was the Tuesday, yeah, like the Tuesday first morning. day of E3. And, of course, conspiracy theories abound after that, suggesting that they did it on purpose to try and, to try and bury the bad news. You guys buy into that at all? That's that's entirely likely, yeah. But it was their San Diego studio, which worked on what WWE stuff, yeah. All Stars specifically. Yeah. Was any of the non WrestleMania or the the mainline uh, stuff yeah, was Ukes. Ukes, yeah, right. So anything that was not SmackDown, WWE branded stuff. So obviously, I don't I don't wish you know uh, a layoff on anybody. No. but I don't I don't play wrestling games. I don't follow WWE. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully those guys <laughs> that are. <laughs> I mean, and, and then of course uh, THQ came out. Once it, once the public sort of caught wind of it and called them out, THQ came out and said, hey, no, we're doing everything by the book here. We're trying to do right by these guys. And I'm sure they are. 
um, trying. They said they're trying to find jobs for these guys at EA because one of the big news items at E3 was that EA has, uh, well, for lack of a better word, taken over the UFC license mm-hmm. from THQ. More likely, they simply outbid <laughs> they THQ. Sniped it, they, probably, they just yeah. swiped it. Um, and I and you got to hope that maybe maybe Sony will find some jobs. They've got they've got they a, San a San Diego, Diego studio, studio uh, uh, outfit down there. Rockstar still have a San Diego. Rockstar studio? Yeah. San Diego, absolutely. So there is a community down there. And let's hope that those affected were able to uh, are able to find new employment. Um, on the flip side to this, this is this is good news rising out out of the ashes of bad. Uh, we missed this story before we left. Big huge games, which of course was a casualty in the Thirty Eight Studios fiasco. Uh, that whole bankruptcy filing and the whole taxpayer seventy five million dollar down the drain thing. Epic Games, our friends Cliff Blazinski, Doctor Mike Caps, uh, all of them. Have uh, have stepped up and opened Epic Baltimore, a new studio where they have pretty much kept the entire Big Huge Games team intact and are opening a new outfit for them there, uh, which I think is not only not only is it obviously a cool thing to do, but it's very very smart because it's not as if it's not as if Big Huge was just some you know either one hit wonder or just some startup developer they are, they have an established track record yeah they've been around of quality games a lot of real time strategy games the, i believe the rise of nations series on the pc and then of course kingdoms of amalur reckoning so mm-hmm. uh it's smart business move to to keep these guys together and now they'll get they'll basically be handed the unreal engine and said and that'll be their only real requirement yeah. is that they have to use unreal and they'll be told okay here here's unreal go to town do you guys, something good. Did you guys hear Charles on yet, our PC editor's theory about what this means? Do tell. So the, they are making an action RPG. They're going to stick to that mm-hmm. kind of because they did very successfully with Amalur. The game right. is very good. So Epic decided, yeah, we're going to keep you on an action RPG. So Charles figures they're going to do an Infinity Blade action RPG, which would free up Chair to make Shadow Complex 2. And that made me so happy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's I, just like the best It actually makes action. a lot of sense. I... I and I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that and I'm gonna hypothesize here <laughs> that they're what it that it's gonna be whatever work they were doing on a Kingdoms of Amalur two will simply they'll take that exact work and just slap Probably. the Infinity Blade name on it. So yeah. it'll be they'll they'll work with the same template that they had going. I like that theory. That Charles is a smart man. He can he can he can stay. We yeah. can keep him around for a while. Any theory that involves Shadow Complex two is my favorite theory. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Uh, here's some big news that we didn't miss at the tail end of E3 last week. This was this generated a lot of good discussion on our comment board on IGN.com. And that's Bloomberg News, a site not exactly known for spreading hearsay and lies, is reporting from an anonymous top-level source that Vivendi will be having a, a big executive meeting on June 22nd, coming up in about a week and a half or so. And they'll be deciding whether or not they want to sell all or part of their stake in Activision uh, in order to raise some cash. Now, you might think, why would you sell off the Golden Goose? I was. You, you were thinking that? Yeah. See, I think it's the, old, it's the perfect time to sell high. Call of Duty has peaked. That's the thing. So will Black Ops 2 sell as much as Modern Warfare 3? Yes. If not, then it's peaked. It's over. I, I it's think not over, but it's you know. Right. Yeah. Right, it's still it's still massive. Can can it sell more than Modern Warfare Three? Th- you're, like, you're man, I don't know. I think Black Ops Two is going to be way bigger than any Call of Duty. I way think, bigger than the biggest game ever. Like, I think it's going to be the biggest Call of Duty yet. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just I don't. How 
many more years can it continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger? God, like, when when does it end? Well, but- see, I don't know, Mitch. We saw <laughs> we saw Black Ops One, of course. That's that is the current height of the franchise. Yeah. Modern Warfare Three tailed off a little bit, not much. I think it was something like five percent, not a lot. But you real you think uh, you think fatigue will be offset by. Uh, enthusiasm for Black Ops specifically? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how they market it, right? Because Bla- the thing with Black Ops 2 is it's different. For the first time in a long time, it's a very, very different game. Black That's Ops Black Ops tried to do some different stuff, but right. it's mostly the same. This is seriously legit. Like, okay, it's, it's different this time, guys, we swear. But that well, could make it a harder sell. I think... That's a good point. People uh, are... They'll connect more easily to modern warfare, you know, modern, actual, like, yeah, uh, right. uh, set pieces than they will to science fiction, basically. I think not having, you know, Black Ops 2 Space Future Times in the title really will help I that. I want to play that game. Me too. <laughs> Actually. I mean, you know, what's funny about Black Ops 2 is it borrows heavily from, from Chaos Studios' games, from Frontlines and from uh, Homefront oh, man. with all the drone warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those games did okay but not great. So we'll, we'll see if, if uh, the audience is willing to, to go with the robot thing for, uh, for Black Ops 2. But... I be you want to you want to lay down a, a small wager on this, Mitch? Do you right. say I'm I'm I think I'm with Damon. I think it's uh it will not be the number one selling Call of Duty ever. It will not top Black Ops one. Now, are we talking like how how long do we want to put the the time period on this? Oh, good question. Good question. Well, when did they when did they how long did it take them to announce Black Ops one had become the top selling and for, I, for them to announce that Modern Warfare three wasn't? No idea. Not like maybe, should, we, should we say three months? I, was, I feel like maybe January first, two thousand thirteen. We should we should have a good idea. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Not, I right? bet so that it, by January first, twenty thirteen, Black Ops Two is the highest selling Call of Duty. All right, should we should we bet lunch on that? Okay, all right, lunch signed and signed and sealed. Yes, handshake from across the room. Uh-huh. Uh, we shall see. Everyone, cancel your pre orders. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want some lunch. Uh, what else? But so anyway, getting back to this, uh, you know, Activision, of course, has taken a very deliberate strategy, which is clearly working in that it, they're, they've got a very, very small number of projects in the pipeline, but they're, they're all very, uh, lucrative blockbuster level things. Black uh, Call of Duty, of course, b- headlining that Skylanders is huge. If you, and if you think I'm joking, Go look at the numbers. That's it's a huge toy craze. In addition mm-hmm. to being uh, a very very well good selling video game on all platforms, and Transformers does good numbers, and uh, what's oh, James, the James Bond games do mm-hmm. mostly okay. Except they s- always seem to bury them every year. Like didn't last year's Bond game come out the same week of Call of Duty, <laughs> as I recall? But in any Did case, you mention Spider Man, Spider Man oh, as yeah. well. Yes. Transformers. That's going to be a is, big one. Is coming. So. As well. uh, the, you know, you you wonder. Well, is that a? There's got to be a risk in that strategy. Of if any one of those pillars crumbles, you're in you're in bad shape. Um, so I do wonder. I do wonder if uh, if Vivendi is you know if they see that if they say well you know what we're riding high right now I don't see how this can go much higher. Let's go ahead and and cash out while we can. Um, and it, you know, in the story on IGN, I, I written up uh, over the week or before before we left E three. Apparently, their market value is now something like Activision's market value is like thirteen billion dollars. Sweet Jesus! And they were purchased for four billion by by Vivendi. That stake was a four billion dollars stake. So they stand to make uh, quite a cool a cool pile of cash. 
on top of on top of what they initially invested. The question, guys, is who could afford if they do decide to sell? Who who can afford that asking price? Do they need to be afforded? Could Activision not just exist on its own as an independent publisher? I don't know, but who are, who's how are they going to just buy their own yeah, stock back? To, you mean? I mean, maybe they, yeah. I, I don't know if they possible. have the capital for that, but Bobby Kotick all on his own just <laughs> just digs between his couch cushions and pulls out a few uh, million dollar bill billion dollar bills. He's fact. probably not short on cash. <laughs> but you know, we saw some in the comment thread there. There were. People like, well, what about Microsoft? Eh, I don't think it fits in with Microsoft strategy. That's a whole lot of money yeah. to spend on something that, you know, the reason that those their those IPs all do well is because they're very successful multi-platform IPs. If Microsoft buys them and, you know, it's not in their interest to take them and make them all Xbox exclusive. I mean, to a degree it is, yeah. but I think there's a lot more money uh, for those IPs in multi-platform scenarios than they are as, as – uh, you know, system sellers for the Xbox yeah. platform. I think what we learned this generation is that uh, it's not really about exclusives anymore. You're right. The exclusives on 360 and, and PS3 don't sell as well as the multi-platform games, you know, just because yeah. they're not available to as many consumers. Yeah, it's all about Xbox Live. It's That's why services. people have yeah. Yeah, services. Exactly. exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, people were like, well, what about Apple? Well, they certainly have the money, but it doesn't fit their MO either. They like to, I mean, they've acquired people in the past. I mean, the yeah, Siri was was built by some little startup that Apple bought, but uh, it doesn't seem to fit their mo to spend billions of dollars on a on an established game maker. Apple likes to do things their own way. Yeah, and they if, still have sort of an uh, an antagonist attitude towards gaming. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree. So I just don't see who could pony it up. EA certainly doesn't have no. the capital to mm-hmm. to buy them out and become you know Uber publisher, and it's definitely not in Nintendo's game you know they have the money also but yeah. it's it's not up their alley either. wouldn't benefit them at all no so i yeah it remains to be seen but june 22nd i guess we'll start hearing word if uh word will leak out if they decide to put put activision up on the block all right well that takes us to e3 which is going to end up being the meat of the show we've got more to get to i mean we'll have our usual departments mitch will get get to us with uh our wallet unlocked segment with what's out this week and yep. we'll, do we have any? Do we have any mailbag stuff this uh, week? No, Mitch? I, sk- I skipped it on that because like the overwhelming majority of the emails were like, "Hey, what do you guys think yeah, about this game?" Three. So, we'll so do, yeah. But then we do have our first actual uh, reader submitted unlock block trivia question for you at the end of the show. So first E three, uh, let's go around the room. The Microsoft conference itself, Mitch, you were sitting next to me. We were yep. we were uh, live tweet joking the we crap made out of it. So much goddamn fun of that show on the podcast unlocked feed on Twitter. What did you? I mean, what what did you take away from it? You this was your fourth, well, your first conference, yeah, right? first time I've ever actually been in the room during one of those conferences. Um, so, what did you observe, <laughs> young one? Halo was pretty cool, and then it was boring. <laughs> like, wow, it was it was like one of the most unexciting conferences I've ever seen. I think you might be a little hard on it. Maybe. I think so too. I mean, there was you there got was, to see uh, Splinter Cell. Uh huh. Yes. I mean, yeah, it definitely had its moments. Case in point, Usher. Man, yeah. that boy can dance. Um, <laughs> he can. Splinter Cell demoed really well. Halo was great. South Park, the South Park guys were awesome. They were just very convincing, and it just kind of you know, solidified what we saw later in the week. Um, but as soon as they started talking about Smart Glass, which is actually something I'm really interested in, yeah. um, I, just, like, I just could not care. I couldn't focus on anything that wasn't games. As soon as they started talking about uh, like, television providers and 
Nike. I just I was done. Yeah. Now uh, on Twitter, a lot of folks want to hear our thoughts on Smart Glass because everyone seemed about as confused as we were about <laughs> it coming out of the conference. And my thought is is this. It's you know the, the the demo they showed the concept demo they showed that first they had Game of Thrones somebody was watching Game of Thrones on HBO Go on their Xbox and they had their tablet with a map of Game of Thrones land Westeros Wh- whatever come on Ryan <laughs> I'm I'm only I've only seen the first season okay I don't have gotta, I don't have HBO you gotta catch up you gotta catch up. you gotta learn about them red wastes <laughs> anyway um, you know and that that demo showed you know. The show, the episode being played on your television via HBO Go and then on your tablet for Smart Glass was a map of where you are in Westeros, which to me seemed asinine because if I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm watching Game of Thrones. I don't care or want to look away at a tablet device to see where I am. Oh, wait, what? where are we in in the Uh, the fiction here? I I think the way people are watching television is changing and they are more and more they, they do have their tablet with them while they're watching and like if you you recognize an actor you're like where have i seen them before you're looking them up on imdb while while the show's going on you're not you know it, we all sort of, wanted sort of to do that to last night yeah watching prometheus like yeah who's that one guy yeah we all wanted to bust out the phones um that's a good point so i don't know I, I i think there are some people who want to do that what mm. i thought was strange about it is that the the examples they were giving like the game of thrones one yeah there was nothing about that that was xbox like the hbo go app already does that sort of like ex- <laughs> extended coverage of game of thrones right right it's like what is what does this have to do with xbox p- specifically so uh then the game stuff they showed the, the halo thing was a little more interesting it was uh, of course again a concept only of so you're in halo 4 and you see something in the game world that you know, Master Chief's Mjolnir suit scans, and then it's like a data point which pops up on Smart Glass, and you can then read about it from there. And then also multiplayer invites can come in via Smart Glass, and you can accept or reject them from there, which, I mean, you can already do that through your guide button, so I'm not so sure about that. But, uh, Mitch, you had, a, you had a, a decent little idea this morning, which I thought, you know, isn't a game changer, but... In a multiplayer match, it could be cool to have a live leaderboard yeah. on, your, on your smart glass. Something not distracting, something so you don't have to like hold your back button for five yeah, seconds exactly. or whatever. Yeah, Simple. I'd be up for that. Or maybe uh, in a Halo or a Call of Duty or pretty much every shooter now, maybe you could change your loadout for the next respawn on smart glass while you're, you know, instead of having to go into a separate menu. Um, so it, it's certainly, it's clearly meant to try and head off the Wii as opposed Wii U. to yeah. Wii U, rather, yes. As opposed to last generation, or this generation, rather, where Kinect was a very, very much a late, a late answer to mm-hmm. the Wii's success. They're they're trying to you know get out in front of it a little bit a little bit earlier this time. But I don't know. Does you know they're they're quick to emphasize? Oh, this just uses stuff you already have. Whether it's surfing the web on Internet Explorer using your cell phone's touchscreen as the cursor. But do I really want to do that? On Xbox, I mean, is the computer or a tablet ever that far away where you'd you'd want to go to that strange trouble of of using Internet Explorer on your on your couch? No, I mean, you can already, like you say, you could already do that with your your iPad or whatever. Your yeah, tablet is, why so. would I not just open Safari? It'll be more about how <laughs> how it how it interacts with games, how yeah. it, how it extends your experience with the game. And I think it's going to take a long time not not necessarily a long time, but I think it's going to come out of the gate kind of rough and not really knowing what yeah the developers it'll, it'll want to do with it, kind of like Connect. Right, it'll be shoehorned into some first party games by Microsoft mandate. Right, no yeah. doubt. 
and then we'll see if anybody can latch on to a good idea from there. Um, they just they had to get it out there and get that in people's minds because it does sort of take away from the Wii U. You know, it, yeah. like, it turns the X, it gives the Xbox very Wii U like functionality with uh, equipment you may already own. You don't True. need to buy a new console for it. So, right. which is it, such a smart move for them because it is really smart. You know, it, why would they? I mean, a while ago they would have just released it as a Microsoft tablet, like a giant Zune or whatever, <laughs> and that's what you would have been using. But now it's like they've decided, eh, you know what? We're just going to make this as easy as possible for you. And that's great. Yeah, I I'm agree. Into that. Uh, a lot, not a lot of Connect stuff this year. Either there, there was almost nothing Connect at the conference itself and not a lot more on the show floor, which I thought was an interesting strategy shift from last year where it was Connect saturation. Um, I, I found it most tell. I found it rather telling that Fable the Journey is a you know fable is such a it's one of their three or four pillar franchises along with halo and forza and gears and they spent there was what there was a very short trailer yeah for fable the journey during the conference and then it was just it was just out in their booth on the floor they weren't showing it in meetings behind closed doors it was just sort of well here it is if you want to check it out and uh i guess i'm kind of maybe a little disappointed by that because i want it to be a big deal and i want it to work what I saw which uh, w- with Peter Molyneux a couple months ago, before GDC, in fact, was a promising tech demo, but that's all it was. It was a tech demo. I don't know how it'll actually roll into a full, proper game with a story. Um, am I the only one even anticipating Fable the Journey at all? Are you yes, guys yes, in you this are. room, for yeah. sure. You're it. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, the whole world. Fable. How what what happened? <laughs> How the mighty have fallen? I guess so. From Fable One, Fable Two mm. was the the peak mm. so far though. That was uh, that was the high point. So uh, that was that, and then Fable Halo Four. Is Fable Heroes already out. That yeah, it out? is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it sucked. It's, 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 it's it not good. Came and went. Yeah. No one really seemed to care. Halo Four is what a lot of our readers also were tweeting about. They want to hear us talk about that. Halo Four is the the most popular game on IGN right now. Really? Yeah, the most popular game. Wow. Not a surprise, really. Suck it, Last of Us. Right. <laughs> it's interesting because th- uh, the IGN readers picked Tomb Raider as their game of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Agreeing with us. Yeah. But, but the the will of the, the people at large say, we want to know more about Halo. Now, uh, Mitch, you and I got to go to the Microsoft evening event where yeah. we played a lot we of did. Halo. It's so much more. We were very, very privileged to get to play a lot of Halo and I got to say, number one, the, probably the, and I said this in my preview that's on the site, maybe the highest compliment that I can pay it is, it feels like Halo. Man, which, does it ever. Which, you know, you might think, well, of course it feels like Halo, dumbass, but it's 343 Industries, <laughs> yeah, it's a new developer, which everybody knows, most everybody knows, I should think. And so it was sort of, it was a mystery as to, well, what's this new Halo going to feel like? Is it going to be a totally new thing? You know, they took the existing engine and completely gutted it and redid it, and it does look gorgeous. Like, it really... When I saw it a few months ago for the first time, and you did too, Mitch, it genuinely surprised me with how good it looked. I don't know about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks very pretty. Yeah. Um, it's full 720p this time. No, you know, the image quality is noticeably better. Just everything has a the lighting the is lighting phenomenal. Is incredible. The lighting is phenomenal. It's so, silly how good it is. Um, whatever, yeah, they're the engineers they've hired over there at three four three are certainly doing their thing. And then, so what's great about late generation games? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of 
you could you could you're right you could see it at this year's e3 it was like the xbox and i thought even more so the ps3 mm-hmm. really you really saw it's like there was they found that sixth gear like we've been yeah, cruising like fifth. in fifth gear for yeah. a while it's like let's let's upshift one more time they've been making games for these consoles this xbox for seven years now yeah know? they know how to make games for it and now they're like being they're able to optimize them and make them look even prettier than than we yeah. would ever have thought i agree and um so we saw the new enemies the prometheans in halo 4 which look very close to prometheus a little bit pretty cool um they're, they're very orange Pretty or- yeah, a lot of orange. It's hard to avoid. Um, at least they're not flood though. That's the, the little guys, the little dudes who are like crawling over the trees. I thought they were flood. Yeah, they, like, I, I noted that as thing. well. They're, and they operate the same way. They're yeah. just they're easy to kill, but they just come at you in yeah. droves. But um, yeah, so I uh, I focused on the Spartan Ops, and Mitch, you focused on the War Games yes, multiplayer. Sir. And um, but tell me about you. You played that a new game type called Regicide. Yeah, so the it's it's a free for all match where the the top player, whoever's doing the best, is the primary target. So if Damon is kicking ass like he's known to do in Halo, <laughs> he will be the target of everyone. It's still a free for all, but we get more points for killing Damon. Right. Um, so you're. I thought you were hunting down Reggie from Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh, my body best. is ready. My body is ready. <laughs> he feels like a pur- purple Pikmin. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! He just threw me off my game. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, that was basically it. So it's just it's it's a f- really focused free for all. So instead of everyone just kind of being scattered and all over the place, having that one target really drives everyone together. Kind of like a juggernaut or yeah. VIP would, but you know, not without the, the juggernaut was very difficult to kill. This is just like it's a regular guy. He's just worth more, right? And Spartan Ops was um, was just sort of a little little mini mission with a cutscene. The cutscene was very cool, I might add, and apparently each downloadable episode every week will have its own story story driven cutscene to it so um and everybody you know if you buy the game you get the first quote-unquote season of spartan ops weekly downloads which they're saying it won't be weeks it'll be months but they're not being any more specific than that i mean i I feel like even though they're not saying how long it's going to be the fact that it is more than one month of free content every week is pretty awesome yeah i agree you know if it's if it's three months that's great i'm uh i'm happy to because then after three months That'll put us into about March of 2013, and there'll be so many more games coming out that mm-hmm. I'll probably be done with it anyway. True. Where do you stand with Halo, Damon? So I'm sort of a weird Xbox fan, and I love, love Xbox. The Xbox 360 is you know, one of my favorite consoles of all time, but I don't play Halo, and I don't play Gears of War, and I don't play Forza, and I don't play Fable. Who are you? I know, yeah, what right? are you playing? <laughs> no, you, I know I mean, you play Live else. Arcade, my and, friend. Yeah, so yeah. I love the exclusives on Live Arcade, but the retail exclusives have never been of much interest to me. But I'm not a, like I'm not a big first person shooter fan right. in general, so okay. that's the reason why. But I didn't think Halo Four looked very pretty. That looks cool. Yeah, uh, and our editor in chief Casey Lynch was just <laughs> practically foaming at the mouth yeah, he loves over Halo. Halo Four. He is uh, very psyched. So, you know, all of you IGN readers who were just who were searching the site and just consuming all our Halo Four content, we will have plenty more. And the short version is, yeah, it's uh, it feels like Halo, way prettier and. You know, with all due respect to Bungie, and I do mean this with all due respect, I really am. I'm personally very ready for a new voice to tell a Halo story because I could see it just for me. I could see it with Reach where it was kind of getting a little formulaic. You know, Reach to me, one of my my criticisms back when I was with OXM and in my review was – well, it's like it, it was just very Halo paint by numbers to me in Reach where it was – you had your Warthog level. You had your Scorpion tank level. 
Um, and so, and so there was a, it felt a lot uh, less sandboxy and felt a little too predictable to me. So I'm ready for the franchise to to get into some new hands at three four three and see where they'll go with it. So that takes us to our. I want to give, go around the table here. Our personal game of the show picks. Just you know, obviously for IGN, we all voted all thirty something of us, and we we collectively selected Tomb Raider, which I voted for. I thought it was an, an amazing game that showed too. incredibly well. Um, but you know, everybody has a game that might have made them a little happier because. Because, you know, Damon, you play a lot of live arcade games. Maybe there was something at the booth that you thought was incredible. Um, Deadlight looked really good. I had yeah, a chance oh to play God. a little of that. that game. I don't know. I, I tried to get that on the live show. They, w- they wouldn't bring it by. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is huh. unfortunate. Yeah. It's a weird game to demo. Yeah? Yeah. I would agree with that because I played about five minutes at the booth and went, okay, I can tell yeah. I'm going to love this, but unfortunately I have to go, so yeah. I, I can't stand here for another 20 minutes. But It looks like there was some cool live arcade stuff at the booth. I keep, yeah. I, people are talking about this game PID. Is that right? Is that what it Pid, is? yeah. I did not get a chance to see it either, either. but it is on our list yeah. to follow up on. So, Mitch, what? speaking pur- purely as Mitch Dyer and not the guy from IGN, what was okay. your what was your personal pick for, for Game of the Show at E3? So, I think the easy answer is Watch Dogs, just because that, that demo was so impressive. Yeah. But, hot damn, that Splinter Soul demo yeah. got, me, got me going. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. That, do do, a, do elaborate for our viewer, our I, listeners. All right, no, viewers, if you're watching this, <laughs> whoa, where's the webcam? <laughs> no, it's 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 a lot of what I liked about Conviction, just that it's very forward moving, very fast, um, and now they're just kind of going crazy with that. While at the same time, bringing back old Splinter Cell with stuff like cutting through cloth and like yanking guys around corners and hiding bodies and all that and stuff. And the goggles. And the goggles and the knife and all sorts of old school Splinter Cell stuff. And they're just kind of mashing Conviction and Assassin's Creed together with old Splinter Cell. And man, it looks so good. It's just it's, like so vicious and violent and fast and I can't wait to play it. It's actually using Connect in a cool way, I think. It is, yeah. It's the first the time voice, I've... Yeah, the voice on, recognition. On, uh, on Xbox One, in, in, for instance, in, well, really all three of the original Xbox games... Yeah, you would press, if I remember correctly, the white button to whistle. And so now you can actually just yell. Yeah, you yeah. can you just be like, be like, hey, buddy. Yeah. No <laughs> whistling, though. I asked them about that. They're really? like, oh, no, we tried so hard, but apparently, we can't do it. Well, apparently Connect couldn't recognize yeah, it was it, the problem. It only recognizes words. It doesn't yeah. recognize sounds. But, I, you know, but yeah, good call, Mitch, because you know, for me, I'm a massive Splinter Cell fan um, going all the way back. And for me, you know, a lot of people are hating on the new Splinter Cell online, saying, oh, you know, whatever, it's just more of the same old action-y crap. But the reality is um, it's, it's, an, it's a very cool fusion of old and new Splinter yeah. Cell, I think, where, to your point, where, yeah, you can, you can cut the cloth of a tent and sneak in with your night vision goggles on and, you know, grab a guy and choke him out. Because I asked in our demo... Uh, as well, you know, what about non-lethal? You know, I want to play this game. Yeah. Because that's my thing, chaos theory, I would go through every mission non-lethally, and what I loved about chaos theory was they had the mission rating screen at the end of every level, and if you were total non-lethal, you'd get 100%. So that was that was my goal, and they said uh, they weren't going to have the mission, mission uh, scoring screen, which bummed me out. It Although, sounds like they'll have some kind of alternative, though. Because yeah. there is a currency system that is based on kind of how you play is proportionate to what you earn kind right. of thing. But they were not; they would not elaborate on that at all. But, um, 
It's well, too, too bad we lost Michael, Iron, Michael Ironside. Oh yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, I, I asked uh, – what was I just saying that I was asking about? Uh, lost my train of thought on that you one. You wanted to go Oh, well, no not – oh, wait. So yeah, right. non-lethal. So they, they – the, <laughs> Good uh, save, Damon. The designer did say – said, well, you know, the demo we showed was sort of a middle-of-the-road combat – Stealth, the Panther. You, yeah, route. you can go total full on balls out, guns blazing. Or we are fully I supporting. I always have my balls out. Always, <laughs> we are fully supporting. It's really uncomfortable for podcasts. With the non lethal. <laughs> well, he's you know, I, I can only see him from the waist up, from the, the shirt up. So I'm good. He can. I can't stop looking over here. He can he can free ball it all he wants over there, as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, the the Michael Ironside thing is what bothered me the most because apparently and. You know, first I heard he's not involved. It's like okay, to me he's he has such a, a signature voice that yeah. guy Michael Ironside that uh, to lose him is is awful. Now I mean we were already conditioned for Sam to look different in every game because that is one weird thing that Ubisoft has always done. They keep making him look younger and a yeah. little different yeah. in every single game. Yeah. He went from a clearly like forty eight fifty year old guy with uh, some gray patches on the sides of his temples. To uh, you know, I think he got down to about age thirty six in <laughs> conviction, and now he's looking more like about thirty two. I think he looks pretty similar to <laughs> how he did in conviction. But yeah, the loss the loss of Ironside as his voice is just gut wrenching because uh, not only as a longtime fan, I just you know he just sounds generic now to me. Yeah. There's no it's some guy from Smallville, right? Yes, With, and yeah. it's because they wanted. They needed him to do mocap, right? Yeah, and they, but why couldn't they just mocap some guy and still have Michael Ironside yeah, for the see, voice? So it's, the, it's horse, it's horse s because yeah, horse we, hockey. They've done this in a million games. I mean, yeah. I went down. Uh, I I've visited Treyarch for a Black Ops Two story before I joined IGN, and uh, that's exactly what they do. They they mocap, but then they just dub over the, yeah. the dudes later with voice actors. So their reasoning for that is that the guy who's doing the mocap, the new Sam Fisher, yeah, they want him to be. They want him to literally be Sam Fisher. They want him to be the guy who's yeah, hopping over over stuff and making See, the grunting that, noises. That's a but PR excuse. Oh yeah, it's such horse hockey. It's like if you so didn't if horse you, hockey. Horse hockey. If you didn't want to pay Ironside to say match. so, I'd watch a game of, of hockey played Holy with horses. Crap. <laughs> Me too. Except apparently Ironside is still involved in some capacity. I yeah, I guess so. He's like the narrator or something, just Which, to like rub what? salt in the wound. Which makes no sense yeah, whatsoever. It's, really it's like awful. so. I, unfortunately, this seems like the kind of decision that's not going to be uh, fixed, and, and by fixed I mean reversed before the game comes out no. in uh, early 2013. No, they will but, not change that. Because um, what we've I've actually seen this in a, in a couple of Splinter Cells in the past, where in the first demo of it at E3 or whatever, they have a placeholder voice yeah. there, and then yeah, Ironside ends up there later, but. This time it does not seem. It seems like the Ironside era is over, and so uh, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to pour one out for Michael Ironside. It was, this, it was really awkward when I asked them. So that's placeholder, right? And they're like, No, no, that's Sam Fisher. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Mm. Well, you know what? If hopefully enough people say that, maybe they'll. You never know. It's not too late. It takes. It would take what a week tops to pull Ironside into the studio <laughs> and record all the lines. Not a not a difficult job, uh, and they certainly can afford it. I know he's he can't be that expensive. No, yeah, we love him, but come on, he's Michael Ironside, isn't he? Yeah, it's, what else is he up to? His Smallville's over. He's not playing Lois's dad anymore. Do you think he'll cameo in Total Recall? Uh, oh God, I don't know. I hope that, so. That's a 
that's a movie I could. God damn the the, the original <laughs> movie is so the original movie is perfect. It's perfect. No, thank you. We do not need a remake of Total Recall. Correct. So anyway, it's like um, remaking <laughs> Die Hard. Why would you? Yeah. I'm, wait, I'm sure that's coming. Oh my god, but don't. I did. Uh, I too, Mitch. I, I like Splinter Cell a lot as a as a neat fusion of old and new. Yeah. I'm not. I won't be fully convinced until I see a demo of a non lethal playthrough and. Uh, I mean, you can see those opportunities yes. where it's like, oh, he he went that oh, way, but I would have done this. I finally just remembered what I was going to say earlier when I was talking about non lethal. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, they, how they're supporting non lethal. They did tell me when I asked in our in our behind closed doors demo that you'll be able to unequip your knife, right? So that then you can just grab guys and choke them out, and you know, just leave them unconscious and not dead. Instead so of, like cutting their throats nine times, exactly, and just you know, poking <laughs> them in the neck uh, lethally. So that made me happy. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I want to see some nighttime missions and I want to see, I did also ask, so are you guys going to have the original black stealth suit as like an unlockable or something? And he gave me the, well, we'll see, which means, which either means, means which either means yes, or that's that's a a great idea. idea. (laughs) We should go back and implement that right now. There's no way they didn't think about that. (laughs) Well, the, the, the whole suit is customizable. It's not even like you buy a whole skin like you did in Conviction. He he also told us that you'll be able to get, it's there's slight RPG mechanics where, uh, you'll be able to get like plus two stealth boots. Essentially, right. I mean yeah, that's yeah. not literally. Don't take me literally on that. But well, they they won't hear your footsteps. Right, if you'll you're be able to uh, yeah get different boots that enable you to be quieter and other different uh, apparel that that's that affects awesome. your attributes. So maybe you will build the old suit. Yeah, I'm down with that. So Damon, your personal pick for game of the show, Tomb Raider aside. Okay, yeah. So I voted for Tomb Raider, but uh, the other game that really surprised me was Dishonored. Yes, it was a game that wasn't, wasn't on my radar at all until uh, they brought it by the booth for the live show. And I was like, man, this game looks awesome. And you know what's unfortunate about this game is it didn't seem to get a lot of uh, buzz coming out of E3, even mm. though, to me, tell me if you agree, it looks like a wonderful combination of Thief and Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it looks like Bioshock at a glance because you've got your hands up on the screen. You've got powers, this sort of bio- even the the, te- the color palette looks exactly. a little Bioshocky, doesn't it? Yes, especially Bioshock Infinite, I think. Uh, but it also the st- art style is a little more cartoonish. I think yes, it's a little bit more exaggerated. Sure. The character proportions are really yeah. cool. Yeah, and you're you're a lot more nimble. You can like climb up walls and and jump around environments and sneak up on people and stab them in the back. I thought it was I thought it looked awesome. So yeah. It's, for anybody who hasn't, who maybe did skip over Dishonored, mm-hmm. so it is, it's a first person stealth game, essentially, yeah. open ended. Yeah. You each, it's mission by mission, in much in the way Thief was, where, you know, you're set it loose in this fictional town on some, uh, what they've said is a, is a foreign planet, because it has, like, it doesn't play by Earth rules. It, I, I thought forget. it was just straight up London. No, no, no. They said up. it was initially London inspired. Feels like a foreign planet. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, it was initially inspired by London, but then they just okay. kept, kept going somewhere crazy. Um, did you get to play it? No, no. I just saw just what they, the, they brought by the, the live show, okay. and I don't know anything about the story. Uh, but I just saw what what was happening on the screen. I was like, I want to play that. that looks <laughs> yeah, and another game, by the way, that you can play completely non lethally if you want to. I did because I I saw it a, a month or two ago, and their first demo, not what you saw hmm. at E3, the updated thing. But they did say, yeah, you can you can go through totally without killing anybody. I saw a gif of a man like. jumping off a roof to stab someone in the chest. There's no way I'm playing non-lethally <laughs> in Dishonored. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what multiple playthroughs are for. Yeah. You got to rock it that way. 
Um, so yeah, that's the guys at Arcane Studios mm-hmm. under the Bethesda banner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know what I thought was interesting is and it, this I think you can really see the art director on that game is the art director from Half Life Two. Oh mm. wow! Really? Which uh, I, I think when you see the game makes a lot of sense. I can see a lot of the parallels, like the walking tripod, the things giant that they have walkers wow. yeah. that are just straight up the, yeah. striders. striders. Yeah. How do you lure talent away from Valve? How yeah, does that work? What? Wow! I I looked him up, and I don't think he ever actually officially worked at okay. Valve. Like he he so I think he was sort of working on contract with Half Life Two. I may be mm. wrong on that, but interesting. Yeah, I guess it happens every now and again. Yeah. Somebody leaves Valve for whatever reason. Uh, now, as for me, the game that made me happiest, and Mitch will attest to this, he was sitting right next to me the uh-huh. whole time, both times, um, was South Park, The Stick of Truth. And and I think I finally put my finger on it this morning, Mitch, when we were talking about this, is that you know there are so many licensed games that come around, and there can be licensed games based on things you're really into, like whether it's a TV show or a movie. But 99.9% of the time, they get watered down somehow, either... They have a tiny budget, or it's inferior talent working on it to begin mm-hmm. with, or there's a design concession that has to be made, or many times, of course, there's a hard deadline exactly. you know, that the game just has to come out, so things get cut out. But I think part of the reason that I liked South Park so much is that it does not seem to be operating under any of those limitations whatsoever. It is a full... South Park role-playing game with Paper Mario-style turn-based combat done in the exact, exact style, 2D flash animation style of the show. It's indiscernible. Written by Matt and Trey along with Obsidian, uh, voiced by Matt and Trey. Mm -hmm. And again, the developer being Obsidian is not just the cheapest developer for hire you can find. These are some of the the preeminent uh, role-playing talents in the entire industry and when i finally saw the game it's literally like watching an episode a 12 hour episode of the show that you get to control it's it was that good to yeah. me uh, right away the humor was was there the 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 scene in the demo that we saw because first it was at the, the press conference which it killed at the press conference yeah. it was one of the few things yeah. that did go over really well because matt stone and trey parker came out Mitch and I, you, we were seated in such a place where we could see the stage. We were off sort of to the right. Yeah. And so we could see the stage very well, but then also we had a very good look at the teleprompter as well, mm. which we were having sort of some fun with. It's very helpful for news when you yeah. can just see what's happening nice. first. It's like, I'm just going to send oh, that back I'm to prou- home base. Yeah. I'm proud to announce what? Oh, okay, let me look <laughs> on the teleprompter. Um, Matt and Trey come out, no teleprompter. And they're like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be great. And then, of course... You know, Trey comes out and immediately off the top of his head makes an awesome joke about Xbox Smart Glass, mm-hmm. which was the far and away the drew the best, biggest laughs of uh, in, intentional laughs, not yeah. the mocking laughter we were talking about earlier. And and they demoed it uh, on the show, uh, at the convention, rather the conference, and it showed really well there. And then that later uh, the next night, Mitch, you and I got an actual live gameplay demo of it, and right from the get go. You know, you play the new kid in South Park, and your job is to befriend the main South Park boys. And the moving van pulls up to your new house, and it pulls away. And right away, the jokes start. Your parents go, oh, oh, it's been a long day. Mommy and Daddy are going to go upstairs and share a special hug. Why don't you go along and play? And then, of course, you know, and then a minute later, 
the naked father opens the upstairs window and is like, "What?" And what do you say? Uh, just go make friends. Just go make fr- go make some friends. And so right away you knew it was going to be good. And from the the items, like there's cheesy poofs for health, and uh, you know, strange special moves like. The one that I can't, I can't even because since I've decided to keep this podcast PG thirteen, <laughs> I, I literally can't even describe it. But there was a special attack move that involved unleashing Mister Slave upon someone, and I mean that literally. Does that you he, know? What he, I'm Brian's talking. trying to say he consumes a child using his asshole. Wow, is what he's Thanks, trying to Mitch. say. You betcha. No, I you got your back, Ryan. You, I think you can say that in a PG thirteen movie, <laughs> <laughs> you can, and you get one effort too. I don't. We haven't even spent that this podcast. I, I thought I might have. We're already. keeping it. We well, I tried to. We're keeping it clean on this show. It's that's, difficult. Uh, yeah, PG thirteen really is well, hard. We're, we're gonna whip you guys into shape. It's. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. People are like I like the I like the cleaner nature. I my, I can have it on with my kids around, and so it's that's how we're gonna do things. It hurts us. I'm sorry. You'll get used Mostly to me. me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The, your swear jar that I started for you is getting full already. So full. It's so I just, full. I, I'm, I'm not I even. I shouldn't even. Have, yeah, I should not even have bet you lunch because I'm going to have like six lunches uh, in the span of like a week by uh-huh. the time I was lunch every day for you. But anyway, yeah, South Park, the stick of truth, just made me super happy. It's coming out in March, which I realized later. Like, wow, there's a lot of stuff coming out in March yep. that could be bad, but. I realized, oh, that's piggybacking off of that's when the new episodes of South Park start. They come in mm. there's oh, cool. in October and then they come again in March. So that's gonna be that'll coincide right with the, the next or the you know, the first twenty thirteen batch of South Park episodes. So um well played, Matt and Trey and Obsidian. I salute you and I hope I hope it really does. I hope the whole game is is as good as the demo we saw because man, it was yeah. That'll be a feat if they can pull that off. But yes, all right. Could it be better than Chef's Love Shack. A few things are, Damon. I know it's uh, that's a, that's a high bar to, to try and leap over. But all you can do is try, right? That's true. So the wallet unlocked, Mitch. What can we spend our money on over the last week, week and a half here? <sighs> it's a rough week this week. <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff. Um, on the upside, we have a playable demo of NCAA 13 football. Yes. NCAA football 13. I don't know what that is because I don't play football. But Well, I will say for you Madden fans, it is the, the, the industry secret uh, is really that NCAA generally tends to be the best one. It's really good. It's a very, it very good football game. It's uh, I, I'm not a football fan, but I did enjoy my time with NCAA. Uh, the whole big new thing is the Heisman mode, where you get to play as people for once instead of like number thirty-two. You right. get to play as you know a few of your favorite players. Yeah. Now, Mitch, in America, uh-huh. we put the goalposts off the field, not understand. in the middle of the damn field where you can run headlong into them. Oh man, nope. <laughs> got to have that. You got to be able to go around them. The only f- how do you score them goals in the, football? I know the the Calgary Stampedes is a real CFL team, right? Nope. Stamp- oh, close. Stampeders. Stampeder. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Listen, we don't talk about the CFL because that is a <laughs> horrible sport. There's a there's an, a licensed game you're never going to see. Speaking of licensed games, mm. CFL wants that. 2013. That wouldn't sell in Canada. You don't no, think? God, no. Nobody nobody cares about <laughs> CFL. It's awful. And I know I do know you get the Gray Cup, right? Yeah. Isn't that the championship trophy? Yeah. Why do I know these things? I don't know. Why do you know these things? I watch a lot of ESPN. Love CFL. Why. He's secretly a Saskatchewan <laughs> fan. Uh, what else we have on the marketplace? Uh, the Paramount Video app came out today. You check that out. I have yeah, not heard so, of this. Uh, our video team came to me this morning and said, Hey, Ryan, uh, we heard there was a dashboard update today. 
that added uh, Paramount Video app. You want to do a video on it? I'm like, let me check it out. This is the first I've heard of it. So I download the Paramount Video app and take a look at it. It's got like 61 total movies in it that you can't purchase. It's just they're there for rent. Um, there's a decent mix. It was uh, the Beverly Hills mo- Cop, Beverly Hills Cop movies, Abram Star Trek, JJ Abrams Star Trek, South Park the movie. And it's it's free if you're a gold subscriber. The app is free, but you need an account on ParamountMovies.com or whatever okay. the heck it actually sure. is, which I could not find the price of on their damn <laughs> website uh, because I wanted to share that information with everyone. But I did find the fact page, the frequently asked questions section of the Paramount um, site, and here this is really all you need to know. The on the Xbox app because you know the, this Paramount Movies thing it streams to your PC it streams to your mobile device so it's you know the Xbox it's not it's not a special thing it's just oh let's also put it out on Xbox same just like Netflix except on the Xbox app you can't it only streams in standard def so sad trombone fail yeah that yeah, tells you that everything sucks. you need to know about the Paramount application. It's you you probably go, curious. Probably go right on ahead and skip that. Yes. Make your way over to Xbox Live Arcade and maybe check out Bang Bang Racing. I have no idea what that is. But I don't the name either. amuses me very much. Sounds like an iPhone game. It does. Oh, man, it probably is. Yeah. It's probably some upgraded port. Uh, Virtua Fighter 5, Final Showdown, if you want to play Virtua Fighter 5, which I don't know anybody who does. Well, anybody I mean, Fighter fans? it is 15 bucks, which is a lot less than 60 Yeah, I but, mean, but Virtua Fighter 5 came out twice already for yeah. $60. And odds are, if you like Virtua Fighter, you probably already bought it once or twice before. But. I, well, I don't know anything about what makes this the final showdown. Like, I think there are maybe <laughs> some new it, characters. Mitch. This is the last it's one. the last one. Yeah. Seriously, guys. Um, the retail is a little rougher. Inversion is out this week. Uh, we give that a five. Five? Five. Sounds five, about five, right five. from what I played. Yeah, the game is weird. It's a kind of just unremarkable first-person shooter. Catch. First person? Third person? Third person. Whatever. You can turn upside down, and that's it. That's the... Yeah, it's that's gravity bending. It's got some pretty bad box art. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. That box art is incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's just... The, oh, it's Except the there saddest. with a binary domain, I think. Is some oh, my of the, God. The bad I, box of and I, I really didn't care for the multiplayer that I played. It was... Because um, you, you'd have a little inversion gun where you could shoot people and basically basically catch them in a in an anti-grav bubble and they would just be floating there. But literally... So if you get shot, you're pretty much a fish in a barrel. You're just like, okay, kill me now. And that's not fun. No. That game... Uh. They should make a game with an inversion gun that inverts people and turns them inside out. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. Well, and yeah. you know, the, the thing about this game, too, is uh, Namco, the publisher, this game was delayed a lot. They, yeah. they clearly, they had to have put a lot of money into this game, and, and I seriously doubt it's going to recoup no, any no, of it. No, 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 no. Which, no. I don't, you know, so it's... <laughs> no, no, no. If I, here's another, epi- another installment of, if I were running the games industry, I mm-hmm, would have canceled mm-hmm. that game a long time ago. If you were but, president of the games, if you were president of video games? An illustrious yes. career. Yes, it's the president. I was also excited because uh, you know a game called Inversion. I play Inverted, so I as thought, do I. I. Thought this was going to be the you game for are, us. You're monsters. No, no. oh my no. god, you are the monsters. You're no. the monster. Come on, no, 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 because you know the, the labels for that are Inverted and Regular. No, Regular. I don't think that's what it says. Normal, <laughs> normal, Regular. It might be normal. Actually, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that it's like it's like skating Goofy Foot. You know, the guy, the cool, the cool <laughs> skaters were Goofy Foot. Back when it's, I tried to skate, I was skating Goofy. Yeah. Got to put that right foot forward. Left foot? What is that? Um, are there any other strange <laughs> games out this week? 
Uh, so There's the one more game. The highlight of the week is what I'm reviewing right now, Lollipop Chainsaw, which is the, I don't know, it's Suda51's next game. It's a third-person action choppy chop game. Choppy chop, yeah, I like that. That's a good... It's a, it's like a gorgeous, big-breasted cheerleader with a chainsaw, am I correct? Yeah, and she just cuts up zombies. Uh, and that, I'm in the middle so, of reviewing it now. On paper, the, the game makes perfect sense. And even yeah. a lot of the stuff in-game is awesome. Like, it's just, it's so rock and roll and so self-aware. It knows how crazy it is. Like it, That's the, good. It knows the premise. It knows, like, it's just, it's so inspired by stuff like Buffy. There's, a, there's a, a rap song in that game about Ninja Turtles. Like, everything about this game seems, like, catered to me. The turtles are ninjas? Oh, yeah. Not according to Michael Bay. They're aliens. Uh, oh, yeah. Stop it. We don't talk about that. Uh, but everything about this game is awesome except the combat, which is oh, no. super simple and stiff and doesn't really flow very well. I'm almost done, and I almost have enough upgrades to the combat that it feels fine. I suspect what you're supposed to do is play New Game Plus, if that exists. I have no idea. And then just keep going and do it again. So you have to slog through to get to the fun part? Right. Is and what you're saying? I don't want to do that because most of the missions are really bland. Kill so 10 guys, do a stupid minigame. Why can't we put the fun part at the beginning? <sighs> One would think that would be okay, but no. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see where I end up on it. I'm almost done, ready to write the review, but it's uh, it's really disappointing in a lot of ways. Sounds like there we there will not be an editor's choice award in this game's future. That's for certain, unless we give it you know editor's choice for like eh, six. <laughs> It'd be the first time. If when, you look at it upside down, if you look at the score <laughs> upside down, maybe. Uh huh. When is your review going up? Uh, tomorrow. Okay. Third Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. That it? Anything else? No, that's it. That's it, right? I think you oh, missed a key game. Sorry, I missed the the real star of the week. Uh, the hit tie-in to the film, Madagascar 3, the video game. I assume that's another... I don't even know what the first two were. Did they make <laughs> video games I'm for sure both? I'm sure they did. Something they tells have. me it will not be as good as the South Park game. All I remember is that they called the Madagascar Carts game, not Madagascarts. And that really pissed me off. <laughs> they called it Madagascar Carts. And listen, we're, no, talking, you're right, way you're too, right. you're we're right. talking way too much about You're on to something there. I know. They need to get me on board. Um, there might be some easy achievements in that game. Maybe, yeah. There will almost certainly be clown afros. Speaking of achievements, I have not earned a single one in Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, another not bad one. sign. You're, you're not doing it right. No, I'm kicking ass in that game. No achievements. <laughs> what? I'm getting all sorts of like flashy special moves and like four hit kills. That are have you looked at the achievements of... yet? To see what... Yeah, they're all like really weird and complicated or secret. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That's Suda. He's, he's burying him on you. Son of a bitch. That's all. That is it, it, right? right. That's it. Well. That's everything out this week. On that happy note, let's let's see if we can stump you. Damon doesn't know what this is, I suspect. This is is our our new segment, which you're welcome to play along with, Damon, if you you care. Uh, It's the Unlock Block. It is our trivia section where our our, uh, listeners write in with Xbox trivia questions. And if they stump Mitch... They get brownie points. If they don't stump Mitch, they still win. They just I have to be impressed by the question enough that it's fun to read on the air, and then they get a free prize. In this case, this week we have a download code for Mad Riders, courtesy of our friends at Ubisoft. Best trailer ever. And so uh, our winner this week is a gentleman by the name of Martine Green, who sent in an excellent question I liked. And Martine I will, sounds like a girl name. Uh, I don't think so, okay. as spelled here. Okay. All right, all right. I could be wrong, and if I am, it's going to be really awkward when that <laughs> person emails me later. But in any case, Martine writes in and asks this. Let's see if either of you guys can get this. I happen to know this one. I, I, I did remember this in the back of my head. 
what was the first Xbox Live gamer tag ever created and registered on Xbox Live? The first ever gamer tag. Was it Bill, Quasar, E, or Storm Noodles? Do either of you happen to know this? So I'm I'm pretty sure I know. Do you know? Damon? I do not know. You do not know. I so I'm really let's go to let's go to Damon yeah. first. Then let's. Have so you I'm take just a guessing. Shot. Yeah, All right. I'm just guessing here. Come I really wish it was Storm Noodles because that's the best gamer tag. Yeah. Well, then I'll go with Quasar. All right. I'm pretty certain that it's E, mm-hmm. based on uh, Eric from Microsoft. He is some kind of like head honcho on the Xbox Live team. He's he's been very you know he's on Major Nelson's podcast. He talks a mm-hmm. lot about. His gamer tag being like one of the first, so I suspect that it's probably the first. And you are correct, sir. Well done, Mitch. Yes, yeah. one for one. Really, actually, uh, one for two because yeah. I stumped you last yeah. week. I'm, but one for one from the reader uh, yeah. listeners. Super pissed. Yeah, that that, that it's was not a good question. Noodles. That was really good. So uh, yes, Martine wins a copy of Mad Riders, courtesy of Ubisoft. I will get that download code over to you asap, so you can start enjoying your game. I've got a few more codes for this one so if you would like a shot at this game please send your xbox related trivia question along with four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in the email please so that i know uh, in case i don't actually know send that to unlocked at ign.com and uh you can include your gamer tag if you would like that read on the air and i guess since it's a download code i don't need your address or any other any other personal info so we'll need your blood type yeah uh-huh. social security number bank account yeah we could actually just mail them a physical code, like write it down, put it in an envelope, That's and then true. mail it to their homes. That's true. That. that would be a gross misuse of company resources, Probably. Though, wouldn't it? <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, email unlocked at IGN.com with your name and gamer tag and your uh, question, and perhaps you will win by having your question chosen next week. I don't gain anything from this trivia thing. I just get shamed if I'm wrong. It's well, that's the fun part. <laughs> that is the fun part. <sighs> so let's unlock some plugs. Mitch, what should do you have anything to plug? Uh you working on anything fun that we should be reading? Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw Lollipop Review. Chainsaw that's review. that's all I'm thinking about. Wednesday. Yep. That's that's all I've got. Damon, what are you working on? Making uh, any fancy videos? Yeah, you know, I've always got some videos hooking up. But in case uh, the viewer, the listeners don't know, uh all of our live stream demos have been chopped up and are available to watch on demand individually. So yes. if you missed any of the segments uh, that from last week, uh, you can watch them all at your own leisure right now what's so do we have out. a we have a nice clean url for that for people it's like you know if you just search for the the individual games on oh, ign perfect yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. i know there's an individual game splinter cell e3 live ign that'll yeah. take yeah. you to that down. i know yeah, exactly. yeah you were literally live. yeah you were literally doing those the entire show i came by once for uh the one i hosted was for spec ops the line mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was uh which was a good time and i mean it was it was what seven or eight a day you were oh, doing more, right? than or more than that because three an hour uh yeah Damn. so yeah so like if there was a game you were 20. interested in e3 interested in from e3 odds are yes. game and hosted a live feed of it it's true so what was the best search. one what was the best, the best live just like show. demo yes uh the dance central 3 uh, one was good obviously you know, we had the yeah. harmonized guys up there dancing on stage <laughs> that one was John really Drake. good and then uh the star wars 1313 was good because anthony was on there and he's a huge star he's wars fan the man has has a uh, rebel and alliance things tattooed on his arm. Uh, it's yes. rebel and the empire whatever dude <laughs> brian star wars don't it's the don't rebel start. alliance <laughs> rebel alliance and the imperial <laughs> <laughs> this this guy anyway he's got him tattooed on himself he does i've seen it i'm jealous one of on that. each arm that's what that's the tattoo set i've always wanted exact same thing one on each forearm 
I'd, I'd figure you'd want a Ninja Turtles something. Really. I've I've been seriously considering it very recently. You should get the Ninja Turtles like headband tattooed oh, on your right. right. That would be golden. <laughs> yes, but in what color? Red, yeah. obviously. Oh yeah, come on. Because Raphael, oh, Raphael. Let's be real. Come on, and also all of them. If you read yeah. the old comics, that's true. That's true. He's he's cool but crude. That Raphael, you know. <laughs> Uh, what about the Vanilla Ice song from, oh, uh, yeah. the se- was it the second movie, right? Yeah. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. go. Ninja, go. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> Notice I, you knew exactly what I was talking about before I even finished getting mm-hmm. it out of the, the words mm-hmm. out of my mouth. What's that say about you? That I, oh, I almost swore. <laughs> that I really like Ninja Turtles. <sighs> Note to self. All right. So, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Damon, what's your Twitter handle again? Dame Zero. D-A-E-M-Z-E-R-O, That is correct. correct. All yes. one word. Mitchie D, all yeah. one word. And I am DMC underscore Ryan. And, of course, the IGN feed will give you, will feed you all kinds of great uh, video game news of all sorts throughout you, the day at IGN. Are you a Devil May Cry fan? DeLorean Motor Company. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't Do you get that a lot? Or is that I it? didn't put that together <laughs> at all. Uh, yeah. I had it I first. I always think Devil May Cry. Uh, it was my DMC long before Capcom mm. thought it up. And uh, that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Damon Hetfield, Mitch Dyer. Thanks, Ryan. All thank of you. our uh, all of our listeners. Most of you catch us on iTunes, where you can subscribe for free. Just search for Podcast Unlocked. And are we on Zoom Marketplace or any I of those other no fun idea. ones? I, I, LOL. Is that a thing? I don't know. It, it is, believe it or not. All right. But maybe we are. But Do you anyway, have a Zoom? If so, I'm sorry. Most of you get it on iTunes. You can also just find it on IGN.com as well. Subscribe to the feed, and it will just be dumped straight to you as soon as they're available. So, episode number 59 in the books. We'll be back next week with episode 60. Until then. 